Welcome to the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions, a leading source for interprofessional collaboration to improve health. Useful insights about publishing in this organization's Journal of Allied Health can be found in a top podcast series featuring episodes narrated by its editor, Dr. Thomas Elwood. Listeners not only will obtain valuable information about transformational developments in the wider world of journal publications, but also views on peer review and reasons why manuscripts either are accepted or rejected. So listen, learn, and enjoy. Welcome to a series of podcasts based on editorials that were published between 2008 and 2020 in the Journal of Allied Health. These items are a companion piece to a book in both print and ebook formats that is entitled From Fish to Philosopher. The editorials represent an effort to convey how the journal continues to evolve from one quarterly issue to the next by reflecting changing sets of circumstances during that time period. The intended audience consists of prospective authors who consider submitting manuscripts to the Journal of Allied Health. They will have an opportunity to learn about some inner workings of this publication. A second group comprises readers and listeners with a broad interest in the universe of professional periodicals who may benefit by learning more about various topics such as open access, impact factors, gender-related issues, predatory journals, and replicability. Episode 18, Spring 2013 Issue, From Ape to Author. According to Charles Darwin in his notebook M, Metaphysics on Morals and Speculations on Expression, in 1838, he who understands baboon would do more towards metaphysics than Locke. A prevailing theory in the 18th century, proclaimed by John Locke, was that knowledge consists of generalizations from experience. The mind acts simply to associate events that have been joined together through proximity and repetition. From these associations, it generates behavior. Anything we think or do, ultimately, can be traced to our experience. While others debated the nature of the human mind, Darwin also puzzled over the minds of other creatures. He believed that certain behaviors, such as bird nest building, recurred because they were beneficial to the individuals involved, and that over generations, habitual behavior became instinctive or innate. Under the right conditions, instinctive behavior would appear automatically, even if the animal had never before had the appropriate experience. When they act by instinct, then, animals are not behaving according to Lockean reason, carefully weighing the information acquired from experience. Instead, they are governed by hereditary tendencies acquired over generations. Darwin also realized that whatever the exact balance between innate behavior and reason in any particular instance, his theory of evolution had important implications for the study of metaphysics. A top-level panel of advisors at the end of January 2013 urged the National Institutes of Health to phase out most medical research on chimpanzees. The panel's report indicated NIH should retire most of the 360 research chimps it owns and half of 22 research projects and ensure that chimps still being studied are kept in suitable living conditions. 
An Institute of Medicine study in December 2011 requested by NIH found that most research on chimps was unnecessary. NIH Director Francis Collins asked the group, part of the NIH Council of Councils, to help NIH implement the IOM report. Such a study should take place only if it is needed to advance public health, could not be done ethically in humans or in another animal model, and if the chimps are housed in an ethologically appropriate environment or natural habitat. After a 60-day comment period on the report, he will decide whether to accept it, which may occur by late March. The 112th Congress, which occurred between 2011 and 2012, also was attuned to such matters. Both the House and its bill, H.R. 1513, with 176 co-sponsors, and the Senate, its bill was S. 8-1, with 17 co-sponsors, introduced the Great Ape Protection and Cost Savings Act of 2011. This legislation would phase out invasive research on great apes and the use of federal funding of such research, both within and outside the United States, prohibit the transport of great apes for purposes of invasive research, and prohibit the breeding of great apes for purposes of invasive research. Other members of the simian family have been in the news, too. Evidence for a midlife crisis in great apes is consistent with the U-shape in human well-being over the lifespan. For a large range of well-being measures, including happiness and mental health, well-being is high in youth, falls to a nadir in midlife, and rises again in old age. Present theories emphasize sociological and economic forces. In a study of 508 great apes, two samples of chimpanzees and one sample of orangutans, the results imply that human well-being's curved shape is not uniquely human, and that, although it may be partly explained by aspects of human life and society, its origins may lie partly in the biology shared with great apes. The findings have implications across scientific and social scientific disciplines, and may help to identify ways of enhancing human and ape well-being. A philosophical question worth pondering is just why great apes experience depression. Unlike their human counterparts in the academic world, they do not have to fret over job security involving such matters as obtaining grant funds, conducting research, and contributing articles to respected journals. Clearly, Academia lends itself to angst and depression over these kinds of considerations. Even when an investigator is fortunate enough to have a study published, however, there remains the issue of how the contributions of any individual co-author will be assessed when there are several co-authors. A paper in the September 2, 1993 issue of the New England Journal of Medicine with 972 authors listed in an appendix reported on a clinical trial conducted in 1,081 hospitals in 15 different countries involving 41,021 patients. An article in the August 14, 2008 issue of the journal Instrumentation described the Large Hadron Collider. It required 32 pages simply to list 2,926 authors and their affiliations. Thus, 
determining the degree of involvement and the order in which authors are listed can be challenging. Disputes of this nature can become nasty, even when a list contains only a few names, producing a situation perhaps better resolved at the academic institution level rather than by a journal editor. Three references are cited. First, the authors are Cheney and Seafarth. Cheney is spelled C-H-E-N-E-Y and Seafarth, S-E-Y-F-A-R-T-H. The article is entitled Baboon Metaphysics, The Evolution of a Solution Mind, published in 2008, Chicago, University of Chicago Press. Second, Kaiser, K-A-I-S-E-R, Advisors urge NIH to scale back chimpanzee research. It appeared in the journal Science, volume 339, number 6119, on February 1st, 2013. It's on page 501. The third reference, the lead author is Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. Evidence for a midlife crisis in great apes consistent with the U-shape in human well-being. It appeared in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America, Volume 109, Number 49, on December 4, 2012, and it's on pages 19949 to 19952. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more about the Association of Schools Advancing Health Professions at ASAHP.org.